We're alive. Well, hello there, listener friends. I, I have a statement to make before we begin. Uh-oh. Um, I'm not sure if it was the creamer in my coffee or the hollandaise sauce, but for some reason, I am super bloated and gassy today. So, uh, if occasionally you hear what sounds like a tuba convention having a rehearsal down the hallway or two hippos making sweet, sweet love, um, it's not. It's just me floating some air biscuits. Occasionally, if you hear a semi-orgasmic sigh, probably because I let a squeaker go, and it was very, very refreshing. How would that be different from every other day? This Jesus, I've been rattling the rafters here. Um, so just in case the occasional strange sound effect goes loose, uh, just so you know, that's just going on. Wait a minute, you're not out doing this in public, are you? No, no, no. I'm in a... My secluded space now for recording. Todd has a, has a safe space, much like the safe space where he used to go and look at weird things on the computer before he'd ever go on the air. No, it's not a safe space for me. It's a safe space for everybody else. Well, that was true. It's better then. if I'm secluded. That was true then, too. Ah, it was always fun looking at porn on Bob's computer. <laughs> Especially because you didn't know how to clear the search history. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, there's, there's a certain joy in leaving the remnants of your crime where people could find it and him not knowing who was doing it. Because it could have been anybody. It could have been like the sports guys running a game. could have been one of the other weird part-timers that just float through the building randomly. Um, could be his boss. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, and to be fair, as, as a part-timer, you're really not doing much more than pushing buttons anyway, so you had plenty of time to do that. Actually, I think the best culprit to blame would have been that very strange random news guy that would be there at like all, all hours of the night, because he basically hated all of his co-workers, but for some reason he found us our music. Yeah, I know you're talking about the guy that, got, that used to do the man-on-the-street interviews, except he would just run up to me in the hall. <laughs> Say, hey, hey, what do you think of uh, potato salad? What? Well, usually he'd pop his head into the studio and be like, uh, quickie question, best hits in the building, go. <laughs> Seriously, he would do that stuff. He's like, Andre, what do you think would be the best lay in the building? Go. I mean, he wasn't recording this, this is just for his own amusement. And we wonder why he got fired. Well, I mean, he actually was a good, tenacious news guy, but, you know, he'd, he'd show up in sweatpants and a t-shirt to work. You know, granted it's radio, but you still have to be somewhat presentable in front of... You always have to behave in front of the money. That's an wow. age-old rule in many, many businesses. You have to know how to behave slash perform in front of the money. Well, in his case, too, they could have been, like, gravy-soaked sweat. They weren't just sweatpants. They were, you know, they were, uh, you know, a basketball team that no longer existed, sweatpants or something like that, and, like, a T-shirt that was once a regular T-shirt that had been washed so many times that it was see-through. Like, he, he was known to, he loved to attack a former attorney general of Wisconsin because she got busted for a DUI during her tenure. And every time she'd be someplace close doing a press conference, he would show up 
he would rob that shit in her face. Yeah, I yeah. remember him making the joke about how he couldn't he couldn't run for office because he didn't have any DUIs. Yeah, yeah, what? Peg Lockschlager, that's what her name was. I mean, more than likely, he's probably got tickets for some kind of menacing, I would think. But Well, as you say, but, you know, if anybody's going to be looking at weird porn things in the middle of the night in the building, more than likely, they would think it was him. Or just sending random news stories that didn't happen over the newswire. I could see him doing that. I could totally see him just sending pictures of empty booze bottles to politicians and just be like, hey, thinking of you. <laughs> See, that's kind of the thing about working especially nights and overnights and in like a building like ours is it it's a, takes a different kind of person to kind of invent your own fun especially when you I mean, have to because it's so fucking boring well we knew there were people listening because you, uh, one way to know for sure when there are people actually listening was to fuck something up royally um but you still wanted to do things to be able to actually, you know, provoke a response from people. Yeah. So, like, non-intentionally, the time that I issued a tornado warning for Trampolo County in January. Nice. <laughs> I remember in overnights, you'd have some of those regulars, you know, and I'd start giving them names like Drunk Naked Iowa Girl. And... Uh, she was a kid going to college, you know, young ingenue, and pretty much, uh, oh gosh, I, I mean, did I ever tell you about the finger cuff story? Oh, uh, why not? Let's go ahead and do it anyway. All right, so she would, you know, call me up at three in the morning after doing the walk of shame from some college party, and you just kind of like, you know, vent Fesser sins and half the time I was so bored running the show. I mean, I never used any of her audio. I would well, just we, let her sit we, and talk because I just boring. Well, we couldn't use her audio most of the time. That's no. kind of how Mofo got started. Was yeah, we needed a dump for all the stuff that we couldn't actually put on the air. And so anyway, she calls me up drunk one time, and she's with these two guys at some apartment or dorm room. Basically, they want to do a finger cuffs with her. If you're not familiar with that, go watch the movie Chasing Amy. Or if you're in a safe place, do a Google search and see what you get. Anyways, she's asking me for permission to do it. I'm like, firstly, no, don't do it because these guys don't give a shit about you. They're just doing this for their own amusement. You, you are not a respected individual of this threesome. You are just a receptacle. And I'm like, if you do decide to do it, for the love of God, do not let them take pictures or record it or video it. And a couple hours later, she calls back and she can tell she's hung over and she's just kind of disgusted with herself because she went through it. And I'm like, well, chalk it up to a learning experience. You know, I do think I still have some drunk bank at Iowa girl audio. Yeah, I, you know, we got a little bit of stuff. You know, I was trying to make her like a reoccurring personality on my show, but it just never took off because I couldn't think of anything to do with her. And it was not a good idea to encourage her bad behavior. You know, eventually she did get knocked up, but then she moved back to Iowa. And I'm not sure what happened to her after that because that was shit, 15 years ago. And, you know, who, hopefully she found 
somebody decent got a good life out of it after making some tragic errors. Of course, who knows? Maybe that kid wants to discover a cure for many kinds of cancer. I don't know. Sometimes you have to chalk shit up fate. Drunk Naked I.O. girl was the one that discovered, or her kid was the one that discovered the cure for COVID. Yeah, you know, it's fate works in mysterious ways. Tell me about your mom. Well, well, of course, you know, she's probably one of those that became a born again. Yeah, that, that, that always that, chafes my ass. People that live decadent, wicked lives, that suddenly they find Jesus and they poo-poo everything. I'm like, hey, you had a good time back in the day. Yeah, don't don't go ahead and try and admit that you weren't having fun because uh, if you did it once, okay, sure. But I've, I've seen the the meme before that says, "Why is it that all the horrors that I knew in high school suddenly found religion?" And it is true, and it's right up there with when you see a picture of one of them with their family and a live, laugh, love thing underneath it, and they're like, weren't you one screaming fuck the police back in the day? Yeah, it's, it's funny how people like to scrub their personal histories. Or Unfortunately, with the internet, you really can't anymore. Or they're voting, you know, Republican and they're Trump supporters now. That's even worse. Yeah. I'm also just looking for an excuse to act shitty. You know, that could be it, because I can't think of a lot of other excuses for a couple people that I know that are Trump supporters, because I, I know they're not that dumb. I mean, I, I'd like to think, I'm not a snob, but I'd like to think that I'm not hanging out with people that are that stupid. I mean, I've been forced to be in situations with people that dumb for long periods of time before, and it just burns my head. But anyway, hey, guess what we got? Uh, we got some sort of correspondence? We do. Since I'm the master of segues, we're going from, from that to this. I don't think right, people, so, I don't know people in can on? actually understand how good at segues I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, like I a could, Tron. It's like, the, it's like the light cycle turning corners. I could go from talking on the air about having explosive diarrhea like your situation to... The establishment that was serving free food and we did it every single night and not once did they even question you well i don't have explosive diarrhea i just get really flappy parts that was the amazing thing we did that bit for so long and they never got pissed about it yeah good times anyway right, so we, in fact it is correspondent so what did have, it come in on on the radio mofo twitter account we are at radio mofo by the way there's a Spanish radio mofo, too, so... What? Uh, do we say hola to those guys? Uh, yeah, hola. Uh, that's all I got. I think it's a band, but I can't tell because I, I'm just too lazy to try and translate any of it. Now, this person, her name, this is a she. Okay. She's got, like, a couple thousand followers, too, so maybe they'll actually reach out to us. She's God. just says her name is on Twitter is just Ratchet RDH. She's not a, a bot or a troll. No, she looks legit. And her question is, what the actual fuck is it with men and cars? Well, I can say the same thing about what is it about women and horses. 
But men in cars, I mean, it's... Men aren't hung like cars. No, but I mean, if you got like a, a cool looking car, it's a status thing. If you get a really powerful car, it's, you know, you know, it adds something to your own charisma and your charm and your energy. And if it's got a big back seat, that's your fuck truck, that's your shagging wagon. I Does mean, any- Jesus. Does anything have a big back seat anymore? I mean, I don't see like a Tesla having one. No, because listen to all those country songs. They basically use the bed of their trucks as their uh, their pokey point. So. Yeah, and for the record, I'm going to go ahead and say this again. There are a lot of country songs that just sound straight up, straight up date rapey. I'm going to get the drug, take you out in the woods in the middle of nowhere in my pickup truck. We're going to watch. Give you some moonshine. Yeah, we're going to watch the the stars. You're going to walk barefoot home. Yeah. I don't know. What was your What was your first car? Oh Jesus! It was a Ford Mustang, but it was one of it was the ugly style from the late seventies. Ooh, the four banger too. So it wasn't like exceptionally powerful or anything. No, got it for a thousand dollars from a classmate's older sister, and it had a moonroof that constantly leaked when it rained. And we even caulked it shut, and it still leaks. You know, so I couldn't figure out where the fuck the water was coming in. Um, but you know, it was just a beast. You know, I had it my senior year of high school, and when I went in my first year of college. My second year of college, I moved to the dorms, so I let my brother use it, and he basically wrecked it because him and his buddy went up to go smoke weed someplace during the winter, came down, this big hill hit an ice patch, ran into somebody. Totally total car. I, I was so pissed. I didn't get to see it until like my dad took me to the junkyard so we could get the radio out of there because my buddy bought me a decent tape deck to put in the car. And I wanted to get that thing out just so it, you know, didn't rot away. And I saw that car. I'm like, my brother fucking sucks. <laughs> Mine was a, I think it was a '87 or '88 Pontiac Sunbird. Ooh, Sunbird. Yep, nicknamed the Sunbird. Also nicknamed by my girlfriend at the time, Mister Winky, because it had the flip-off headlights, but only one of them would oh. actually flip up. Oh Jesus. Yeah, there wasn't anything sexy about it. The only thing I was ever told since it was also a shared car was, I don't care what you do in it, but if I find like footprints on the dashboard and on the ceiling, then we've got a problem. Fair enough. Fair enough. What what car yeah. do you think? What car back in the day would you would it would have like you know pulled the most ladies anyway? Oh God! Anything that was in a, a movie, you know, like any of the great muscle cars from like the seventies, um, like a Trans Am. If you had like a, a Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am, pretty much guaranteed that back seat saw plenty of action. Or if you had the Night Rider car, um, I don't know if chicks were into that one or not. Maybe they had some, you know, Hasselhoff fantasies, but. No, I mean, if you wanted, like, a good backseat action car, we're talking the Ford Taurus. Either the four-door <laughs> or the grocery-getter version. That thing had plenty of room. You could not kill those fucking cars. I mean, That's... shit, I remember, I remember seeing those cars well into the, the 2000s, you know? They just kept going. I remember people in college that had them. Those were always, like, the pass-down cars from the family. 
you know, once everybody started moving into like minivans, you know, the kids would get the the Ford Taurus to be their beater car to drive around, and those things were great. Yeah, and there was more rust than car. A friend of mine had one well, that, a while, yeah. that was missing a cylinder for as long as he owned it, and you always knew when he was coming a couple blocks away because you could just hear like. Nice. Sounds like the Uncle Buck car. Yeah, I don't think parents put their kids in dangerous cars though anymore, like they did with us. No, no, you know our parents, you know the previous generations, you know if you were basically allowed to live, it's not like now like these helicopter parents where they basically want to like shield their children with like bubble wrap and Kevlar and never let them eat dirt. I mean that's how we all survived. We ate dirt, we <laughs> ate junk food. You know, like, it blows my mind how, like, parents today, like, snack shit they have for their kids is so fucking healthy. You know, back then we had, oh, what the hell is that, uh, fruit roll-ups. What was that shit? It was basically a strip of gel and chemicals. Yeah, it's, you know, this, the, the kitchen, you know, because every once in a while, you know, you'll go back and you'll look at, you know, something on like YouTube and all, you know, it'd be something somebody recorded off a of TV because no one ever released it that DVD. And so somebody will just record it on the YouTube and put it out there, but it'll have like the old commercials on it. And I'm like, oh my God. Or better yet, I had some old cassette tapes and I taped movies off of like the USA network at like two in the morning. Ooh, up like all the, night. Like the, like the Roddy Rowdy Piper classic, Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> And love that movie. Oh my god, that movie's great. It's so bad. It's just awesome. Um, but like the commercials that would be on. That's back when they had all those like phone sex lines you could call in. Oh, they had a they had a line. Everybody though, every band did. You could call in and then talk to Poison. Yeah, it was just all this goofy shit. I'm like, oh my god, how could I forget all these? What did we do uh, before? Good. What did we did do we before, before the internet? Oh, I don't know. We had to, you know, actually I was talking to my buddy Andy about this yesterday. Like, I think most young guys at some point in their life, maybe they were walking out in the woods somewhere or maybe oh, they were I walking past the warehouse and they found a bag full of porn. Now, this phenomenon today would either blow a kid's mind or have them calling the police. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. They're, Woods porn yeah. was one of the first things that I thought of because there's a park right in the middle of town here where we used to go to where it was there's a culvert that stretched for miles and somebody had gone through and actually like taped all the porn to the roof of the culvert. Oh, Jesus. So it was like the viewing area for all this porn. Now, I, I remember being grossed out by a lot of it. But now I wonder if that same porn would gross me out if I saw it. Or if I'd be like, eh. Well, you know, back then, people were going all natural, you know, like, full on bush. It's not like today where everybody's as smooth as a Barbie doll. You might be. I'm at my winter bush right now. No, no, I'm just talking about, like, you know, the bottles of the porn. You know, everybody, everybody, you know, because you can carry, you know, if you watch, you know, nudity or Playboy over the decades, you know, it started out with, like, you know, they didn't show, you know, Bush. Then they did. Then it was started turning into like the wax, you know, the old bit about Dorito, Dorito chip or landing strip. 
And then everybody just goes full on Brazilian. There's not a stray body hair to be found anywhere. And it's kind of funny to watch like classic porn because you'll see these chicks. I'm like, Jesus, they even have hairy assholes. Oh, like, man. Wow. Wow. That's, oh. that's a happy trail there. Oh, man. That's going to be stuck in my head all day now. <laughs> You're welcome. I've got to go grocery shopping. I'm going to be walking around going, I wonder. What about her? I remember the first time in college I saw a chick with what I call sideburn. <laughs> we were, we were, I was doing this play stuff with a group of college kids during the summer. And we were just doing this French farce in different places, like in bars. And remember we did a, there was a bar downtown that actually had a volleyball pit. We actually performed in the volleyball pit. But, so we had to go change clothes in the basement. And we're all down there and we all kind of know each other. So it's no big deal to be, you know, in underwear. And I just to look over and she's taking off her dress. I can see she had like sideburns coming out, you know, down the kind of inside of her thighs. I'm like, ah! You know, she was a brunette, you know, so it was, you know, the carpet didn't match the drapes. And it was noticeable, but I'm like, oh my God. It was funny because when she first came to college, she was super prissy, super polished. And then over the course of the her college years, started smoking cigarettes, started going a little bit hippie. Um actually lost a lot of weight she is that was so one what, of the weird experiences i had in college it's like girls like all she would eat is carrots and she's on this carrot dial diet and then like i noticed her hair started to thin out a little bit and you know so eventually she kind of got off of that I, I don't know it's women and their weight's a whole different conversation to have but so anyway, what you're saying start oh yeah sideburns what you're saying is if you had your head in there, you would be, he would have mud jobs. Well, more than likely. I mean, it wasn't like it was like super thick, like Wolverine-like sideburns. Just little gentle brown curlies. Just enough what to stick out with, to do all this. What is it with theater kids and getting naked? It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like jocks, you know, they used to, you know, once you kind of get over it, it's like, ah, whatever. So you all just walk around the shower room and Stuff, but then with like theater kids, you know, especially if they're super hardcore into it, it's like we have to be like the Shakespearean players. We got to rough it, you know. It's it, you can always tell when a theater kid has done the play Hair, the musical Hair, because there's nudity in it, and for so, it brings on this certain badge of like I'm a real theater person. I got naked on stage. I've hung brain in front of a bunch of poor bastards that couldn't afford to go see real theater. Pretty much. And, you know, a lot of times, depending on the director and the light designer, if it's pretty, you know, they get naked, but the lighting isn't like full on lighting. It's a lot of dark and shadows, you know, so you can kind of hide like the people nobody wants to see naked. But by God, they're going to get naked on stage because, um, you know, people aren't as skinny as they used to be. Well, that depends. Um, I think the the alternative now is, you know, if becoming a hippie or anything like that now is doing a whole bunch of meth instead of eating a bunch of carrots they just eat a whole bunch of meth and i think the hippies back then you know the ones that actually had food or had money to spend on food not just weed you know is they're living on brown rice and lentils they if you want to talk about flappy parts brown, <laughs> light, brown rice and red lentils Woo! how do we manage to come full circle to, to your ass again magic 
magic. But we we have to answer her question. And she didn't really specifically oh, yeah, say like, like that. she didn't say specifically what it is about. Are we fascinated with cars or what it is? But well, what it, what it, what the actual fuck is it with men and cars? You know, it's especially for guys with low self-esteem that gives them bigger self-esteem. It's not muscle cars anymore. It's these big oversized trucks. You know, these big loud trucks. And it's not like they're hauling anything. You know, it's just, you know, I've seen that, you know, these guys are these tricked out trucks. They're full of chrome and full of all this decorative stuff. And they're loud, but they really have no use. They're city trucks, basically. I pick them up, truck cost me $75,000, but God damn it, I can't put gas in it now. Yeah, it gets like 10 miles a gallon. So is there, a, is there any correlation between what you drive and what kind of guy you are? Well, part of it is just like if you have expendable income, then you can get the flashy shit. Or, you know, if you don't have expendable income, you get something useful. I mean, I drive a Ford Focus. I'm not sure what that says about me. Uh, I don't know. You, you barely get by. I mean, I'm a traveling salesman in my day job, but I asked around, like, what's a good vehicle for lots of traveling around the Midwest? And a lot of people came back and said, you know, Subaru Foresters. You know, so I got one, and it's been really good. Not that I'm advertising for Subaru, because, hey, throw some fucking money then. Um, but... It's all-wheel drive, and it handles most roads really well. And you get good gas mileage, especially when going up to the freaking hinterlands of Wisconsin. So you don't think we're going to get a Subaru endorsement on this deal? No, probably not. When I told people I was getting a Subaru, the lesbian jokes just started like crazy. I'm like, I, I like... Catalingus, I'm cool with that. So, the, now the Subaru thing's definitely not coming into, but I'm still shooting for the Lumi endorsement, the women's deodorant for your all over the place. I'm not even sure if it's just for women. I'm sure I there's do, lots of guys with man buns that would gladly use it. I do know that they sell it at Target. Maybe Target would spot. But I do also do know that stuff's expensive, so better work. But well, I guess what you save in water, you probably, you know, spend on blooming. The terrifying thing is if you were to go in somebody's house for the first the mega body deodorant kit. Yeah. It's kind of like the Seinfeld episode where he finds the antifungal cream in the girl's uh, medicine cabinet. I remember that one. Yeah, it turns out to be for her dog. Oh. But the whole episode is... Have you ever looked in somebody's medicine cabinet before? Is that something you look for? No, but I... You know, when I've had people over my house, I know they've rifled through the the, the cabinet in the bathrooms to see what's in there. Now, I've attempted to get, like, you know, rubber rats or other shit to hide in there. Like, that'll teach you. Or like a whole bunch of that, uh, like those testosterone boosting male enhancement drugs. (laughs) You know, there's a sponsorship we could probably get as owner pills. Yeah, sure. Why not? Although the way it sounds, we have more female listeners than 
male listeners. Oddly enough, I I think we do, and I think it's not just necessarily because of the format of our old station being being top forty. I think it's because women are generally not intrigued. I think they just want to know how dumb we actually are. Oh, you know when I you know I travel around and I do a lot of business with restaurants. And I talk to waitresses and stuff. And, you know, you get, they get to know you and they trust you. So they just kind of start oversharing stuff. And they talk about their man problems. I'm like, or excuse me, boy problems. That's what it really is. I'm like, boys are dumb. You're trying to put like some sort of Einstein thought process onto what this guy's doing. And it's not. He's a freaking idiot. Most guys are freaking idiots until they're at least 25. And the prettier they are, the longer they can stretch that out. The question is, do they have night cars? Usually not. You know, it's, I only see that in like, you know, certain social circles, like rural areas or guys that work in like office buildings, they got to have that truck. You know, most people, most guys, I mean, you know, back in the day, you could afford a muscle car because gas was nothing. And you could go tearing up and down a, a strip where people hang out, show off, and burn up a tank full of gas because it cost you five bucks to fill it up. Now it costs you fifty if you're lucky. What does it tell you about you if you're a guy and you have a scooter? A scooter? Yeah, because I'm seriously thinking about buying one again this spring. Because I mean, I don't. I can drive, but I don't. I think the reason I have a car is because I don't like walking. I don't haul anything. The the inside of my car, the back seat, and the whole area of the car is just full of crap that I don't have anywhere else to put. So, other than using it for storage, it's not really doing me any good. I'm thinking maybe this is the year I get a scooter. I mean, scooters are fine if you only have a little ways to go. You know, or like a small motorcycle. I think you know, something like like a 250. I think like a I Honda would, Rebel. I would get one. But I would want to carry some form of defense with me, like a tire iron, because my I do have road rage issues. Now you probably want a collapsible baton. Are those legal? Um, I don't know, but they're small enough to hide. First, when was yeah? We found out uh, on the, the last episode of the podcast that well, all it said was a article that was inserted into someone's body. It just said baton. We don't know if it was. Uh, Collapsible baton or horrible you know, band accident. God only knows. I'm gonna buy me a scooter. <laughs> <laughs>